Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tail Teller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing good today. How are you doing? Uh, just trying to stay out of trouble as always. Uh, took a quick look at uh, your weather, and it's hot today, which we're recording this on Monday, but it's getting ready to cool off, and it looks like you're going to probably get a f- some rain. you got thunderstorms in the forecast in the next, I don't know, week to 10 days. Yeah, it should should be decent, you know, for the smaller streams. Because we, we had that big, huge slug of rain uh, a week and a half ago now. And so that made everything shoot up. Uh, so we're still kind of on the drop-off from that. So, you know, the, the evening thunderstorms, it just depends on how much rain we get. Because a lot of them can be so local, you know, that um, it doesn't always have a huge impact on the bigger rivers. But um, local rivers, it could. So it's just all... Uh, a guessing game, <laughs> sadly, you know. Yeah, and also, too, you know, sometimes those showers don't overwhelm the trees and the grass, and they can suck most of that water up. But, you know, to your point, if uh, if it's a little bit more than that, sometimes it overwhelms things and the river's going to come up. Yep. Yeah, I think that that's the thing that people a lot of times don't uh, realize or think about is just how much water all of the, the trees and grass and bushes and all that stuff takes. So, like, you know, we, we got that huge amount of rain, but then even some of our small streams within two days were, you know, back to not the exact flow as what they were before, but still pretty low. Um, and so it's just, it, it made the trout fishing actually a little better and, you know, safe to do. Um, but yeah, it definitely blew out the river for, for fishing in smallmouth for a little bit, but um, we're, we're back in it now. So I know quite a few guys that have been out, you know, today and this past weekend that did pretty well. So um, it's definitely a time to, to get out and enjoy some uh, some sunshine, you know, <laughs> until, depending on what this rain does tomorrow. Yeah, and so, you know, obviously, the, you know, if your water is up in the smallmouth rivers and it's a little bit stained and it's cooling off, you know, how does that, you know, affect how your strategy for the day? Do you end up pulling streamers early or do you, are the fish still pretty consistently looking up? Uh, I, you know, for me, I'm going to probably start throwing frogs or bait fish on top just because that's what I like to do. And, uh, so it just depends on the day and where you're at. Cause yeah, typically as the water gets lower, you're going to find more top water action just because that's kind of the nature of the game. There's less water for the fish to have to rise up to eat whatever that thing is. Um, but you know, I'm always going to start with, especially this time of year with like a topwater frog pattern or a bait fish that's staying higher in the water column. Um, just cause I, I, I like seeing the fish come eat it. It's not always the best pattern to throw. Um, but if, if you're like me and you like actually seeing the fish come up and take the thing, um, then that's a good place to start. And then I usually just kind of progress through the water column through the day. Um, so, you know, if they're not eating a ton, then you can throw on an intermediate line and like a Murdich minnow or a, some like a Buffy's deceiver, some sort of unweighted pattern. Um, and the intermediate lines do a really good job of that. And, and one of the things, too, as the summer gets uh, more intense is um, I, I end up using a, like a saltwater intermediate a lot of times. Cause that's one of the questions people ask a lot about when it comes to the fly lines um, is, if your fly line's getting all gummy as we get into these like more warm days, like today, and it's like 94 out. Um, and so if you're out floating the river today, it, it's highly possible that if you've just got a typical trout fly line, that that thing is going to get all gummy and just not feel like it's casting right. Um, but 
it, that's why I got a couple of fly lines. So I'll usually put on like a saltwater uh, intermediate or some other style. Even like the bass bug, Scientific English bass bug has a warm coating on it. Um, so it, it's just little things like that that you keep in mind. And um, yeah, just keep plugging away at the banks. And uh, I think that's another thing too that a lot of people, you get out on a bigger river, like you know, when you go over the James, it is a bigger river. Um, and a lot of people get overwhelmed by that. And so, you know, if you're doing like, you put in the downtown and you float the nine mile stretch to Joshua Falls, well, you know, you just focus on pounding the banks or just kind of minimize the river in your mind and focus on um, fishing shade line, especially on bright days and, um, and, you know, putting that fly as close to the bank as you can get it. And if there's a fish around, you're going to have a higher chance rather than just, like today, we, we drove over, and I saw a group of kayakers that were in the middle of, straight up middle of the James, which is pretty wide. I'm at the section they were at, you know, pretty wide being on probably a 100 yards football field. And uh, they were casting just from the middle of the river. And I, I know that section well, and I know that that is just like no man's land. So um, it, when you are going out and you are fishing the bigger rivers through the summer, it's just one of those things to focus on structure and like all that stuff is still important. It's very rare that you're going to see a fish just chilling out in the middle of, a, you know, an, essentially a desert. Um, so yeah, that's just one of the other things to keep in mind as we do these uh, summer floats and get closer into that. Cause you know, fish, they like the shade, there's food closer to the bank uh, and they don't have eyelids, you know? So if it's super bright out, we're sitting around squinting, putting on sunglasses and the only thing they can do is, go and sit in the shade um so just another helpful little tip yeah absolutely and just you know i think this has almost run its course now but you know just for the crazy curious people you know no brood x in central virginia right no there there is not any brood x and i've been asked that so many times because and to be honest i don't know what it was about this year's uh cicada hatch because you know last year we had 17 years and uh, a little bit more south of us, about an hour from Central Virginia. So, I mean, we fished them, and I told people about them. But this year, it seems to be way more people uh, were had a peaked interest about it. And I guess it's probably just was over more heavily populated areas. But we will still get our annual cicadas, um, so the ones that are like a white and olive look to them. Um, and I, I haven't heard any here yet in Central Virginia. Um, I heard some, I was at the Bay this past weekend. I did hear a couple there. So, you know, it's only probably the next week or two where we're going to start hearing those. Uh, and that's a pretty good food source as well for, for smallmouth. Um, usually is an indicator that topwater fishing is going to be good. Doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that they're sitting around all day eating annual cicadas. Um, but it does mean typically that that's just summertime, you know, <laughs> we get low flows and topwater work. So just something else to keep in mind. Got it. And I guess, you know, on the trout game, cooling off and a little bit more water is maybe giving people an opportunity if they're careful with the temperature to still go out and, you know, chase brook trout up high. Yeah, for sure. And so with that, you know, we, we do have a couple of streams that always they seem to stay cooler than others. And uh, so the guys that I know that have been fishing that, um, it's been just starting into the terrestrial game. So, you know, like ant patterns or beetle patterns have done well just because they're kind of generic enough to look like anything um because i mean brook trout aren't too too picky um but you know there are little things that matter like uh the subtle ch- 
changes in size, and if they're coming up, just swiping at your dry fly. Um, then you can downsize one. And uh, a pattern I throw a lot this time of the year is uh, Egan's the bionic ant is what it's called, just because it kind of looks like a big host of different things. Um, and then a lot of times I'll run a dropper off that, um, just depending on you know what if it's if it's more shallow and I keep getting the dropper hung up, then I'll just chop it off or I'll throw two dry flies. Um, but I, I still pretty much the whole summer I like a big bushy dry fly that's going to be able to support. Uh, a nymph of some kind, and then that's where I start, you know, and then as the day progresses, I'll kind of go around from there. And for in my taste, a big bushy dry fly uh, is going to be like a size 10 or size 12, um, and that's pretty much where I'm going to start. And then for some people, that's mind-boggling that a brook trout will eat that, but um, they do very, very readily. Um, and again, you know, I'm not always throwing that 100% of the time. Um, but I just like throwing big flies because I'm blind and I like to be able to see them. Yeah, it works out better that way. And also, as things are getting hotter and the stream levels are dropping, it's also you know probably a good thing to remind people to keep an eye out for our legless friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something I never hear people talk about is the good old snakes and things that will come out and you know sun on the rocks and that sort of stuff. Um, some, some streams have more seem to have more snakes than others. Um, but yeah, just be careful with where you step. And I just wouldn't be mindlessly running through the forest. Um, you know, slipping over a log, make sure that there's not a, a little cotton mouth or something on the inside. I actually, a, a guy I know, he comes in the shop. Um, he might listen to this. I, I just found out, I hadn't seen him in a little while. And I was wondering where he was at. And uh, I guess last fall he was walking and, um, you know, there was a snake that had been, just hanging in some leaves and came up and whacked them pretty good in the leg. And, um, it, 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 it messed him up a little bit. Um, wasn't, wasn't able to walk for a little bit, um, as a cotton mouth. Um, so yeah, just something to be mindful of. Cause that's the last thing anybody wants to deal with <laughs> in the uh, good old summer. Yeah. Amen. You know, and folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. If we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag. We were in, enter you into a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And Ethan, before I let you hop, why don't you let folks know shop hours, location, and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, so we're located in downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, that's where the store is at. That's where we ship everything out at. Um, and then if you can't find us there, you can't make it down, then you can find us online at Tailtellers VA. And we pretty much have everything online that we have in the store as well. Um, and, you know, we're adding to that all the time. And uh, if you just want to keep up with kind of our everyday shenanigans, then uh, Instagram or Facebook is a good option. And you can find us there at uh, Tailtellers VA, uh, like Virginia, is the Instagram handle. And then just Tailtellers Fly Shop is the Facebook page. So either of those are, are great options just for kind of keeping up on the daily news. Well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, great time of the year to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Taiwan.